Welcome to the Bippity Boss Podcast. My name is Alexis Boyette, and I am a character entertainment specialist, business expert, and six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping you achieve financial independence in the industry of magic. If you are looking to massively up-level your business, your life, your finances, your productivity, and your success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything your heart desires. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you need to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. I know you will get so much value from these interviews, so thank you for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bibbidi Boss Podcast. I am so excited because today we have one of my very good friends, one of my former branch managers, one of my managers that maintained one of my locations for freaking two years. She's amazing. She's a professional princess. She's a mom. She's a superhero, and I just love her so much. Hayden, thank you for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so flattered that you wanted to to interview me for your podcast girl yes like you came on the bippity retreat like we are we are soul sisters forever (laughs) I know I'm still kicking myself that we didn't get our matching tattoos there (laughs) we're just gonna have to go on another retreat (laughs) I want to so before we jump into introducing everyone as to far as like any tips and tricks you would give to other people that are maybe like wanting to hire a branch manager and don't really know how to introduce someone to that whole process. You and I worked together for two years and a lot of people like I've been coaching for a year and some people know me, some people don't know me. Um, but there's like been obviously a lot of talk about how I am as a boss and how I am as a business owner. So if you could just give everyone a little bit of your experience from what it was like to work with me and pros, cons, everything, like um, your genuine experience, those two years that you were employed under me, how it was. um, And yeah, give me all the, all of your thoughts. So um, right off the bat, before even really meeting you, I like in person after talking to you, I knew you're very like bubbly and positive and very focused on moving forward and growing and staying positive, which was very, it made it very easy to stay motivated. Um, also, you are a salesperson, <laughs> like, <laughs> which means that um, if there is like a goal that you have, you're going to go for it with everything. And um, so I think that was one of the biggest ways that I think you and I work together is when you're like going for something. And if it was something that I was like not wanting to do, um, honestly, for then this is for any branch manager, um, business owner relationship. It's important to know, like set a boundary, put your foot down like that, which I mean, you know, we've actually talked about this. You have a very strong personality. You're a salesperson and a businesswoman, And so I think we work together really well in that aspect um, where we could come together and communicate through um, the different decisions, business decisions. And the fact that you also respected what I had to say as well was that meant a lot to me um, that I could come to you and be like, Hey, I really think this is something that we should do or something that we should implement or change. And you were like, yeah, go for it. You, you got this. <laughs> so, um, And it also helped that there was already a pretty um, solid client 
base partner base coming into it, um, which I can't, um, we did, we did grow a lot while I was managing, but I started with a really good foundation, which I appreciated. <laughs> so was there any, um, other questions about that specifically or, um, anything that I might just be completely missing? <laughs> No, you're doing great. You're doing great. Okay. Um, the thing, like, I, I loved whenever you were a branch manager and you would, like, you would come to me with things and I'm like, yes, queen, like, that is your branch. You do whatever you want. This is your team. This is your performers. Like, I tried to give you as much freedom as possible to do your own thing while also keeping you motivated and keeping on top of you to make sure that you stayed, like, driven and passionate and, like, really enjoyed what you were doing because literally my job was to manage you and then your job was to manage your team. And it was kind of like a triangle that way. Um, but I completely agree with you as far as like, I, I do have a very strong personality um, and I give people a lot of leeway as far as like an owner. Like I try to give, I, I teach someone something and then I expect them to just know it and do it and like not have to come to me again for it. I heard a lot of like like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can, I can relate. <laughs> yep. Um, and have like, I mean, since we were the little girls that were told that our we talk too much and our personalities are too big and yeah so it's been definitely um something for me personally to walk through and hone and really focus on um a way to project that well to where like in past jobs I've had them be like oh people think that you're rude I'm like I don't think I'm being rude. I'm just being straightforward. I'm just saying like, hey, this is how it's done. Hey, would you mind doing this since we're getting busy? Sometimes people need a little direction. And and then it got to the point that I was like, I'm trying to say things as nicely as possible. And they think I'm being sarcastic because I'm being so nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> I feel like for people like you and me, it's definitely uh, a tap dance to learn to work with people and for people that like you have made it in an entire career um traveling the world and doing it remotely working with people um you, I think you've done it very well and even in just the time that like I've known you the I mean like I said when we first met you were already very bubbly and bright and I think I messaged you one night and I was like can we just be better friends because you're so positive uh, but even in that time like I've just seen so much um, growth and development and I've seen so much more of your big heart come out and just the way you handle things with such grace and positivity I just really admire I got completely off topic I love that. No, thank you. I appreciate that. You always like every single time you gave me feedback, like that was the thing is like, whenever we were working together, I felt like we were partners and I felt like we were like in it together, you know, and we were in the trenches and we were figuring things out and we were trying new things. And it was very much more like a partnership. It wasn't a hierarchy. Like for me, that was always really important to try to keep that same playing field, that same level. Like, Hey, I can't do this without you. I need you. Um, and then you needed me, you know, and to have that respect. And I feel like as soon as you start to lose or like you start to, someone starts to take 
more than they're giving or someone starts to put themselves as you know more important than the other person i think that that's when the business relationship regardless of if it's you know performer and owner or manager and owner or whoever i think that's whenever the relationship really starts to go down you know and i think that sometimes people will subliminally put those um, programs in their head, even if you're not even giving them any reason to think that, right? Because some people have this, like, I, I have this mentality with a lot of my branch managers uh, formerly um, that I'm not, I'm no longer close with, to where they would think that um, they would call me boss or they would, like, speak to me like I was a superior. And I would say, don't call me that. I was like, don't, don't treat me that way because I, I want to be on a level playing field. I know what you bring to the table. That's why we're in this together. I, you know, giving away a portion of my business to branch managers if they stayed with me for a certain amount of time. I mean, even at one point you were considering taking the location before you decided like it wasn't something that you wanted to do. Um, and I feel like helping people to get passionate about character entertainment, but understand the business side of things and re the respect for it, because there's a lot that goes into managing lo a location. It's not just, you know, it's not as easy as most people think that it is. Most people just think, oh, it's okay. just going to be, no, it's not easy. They think, and it's like, for me, it's, it's simple. Like I have it down to a science and I can give you worksheets and I can give you a checklist and I can get, say like do X, Y, Z, you know, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of improvisation that goes into it. There's a lot of forward thinking. There's a lot of motivating yourself. There's a lot of dealing with people and performer management and all of that are, it's kind of like skills that you learn along the way, but it's not really something that can necessarily be taught. Right. Exactly. And as far as um, my experience as a branch manager, aside from just working for you, just in general, um, it taught me a lot of skills that I needed going forward, actually, that I use in my job now. Um, like time management, I, I guess I hadn't really had a job previous to um, being a branch man manager for you that I was in charge of making my own time to get my work done because you know when you first come into the workforce most people like they start working in retail or in the food industry or things like that and you have a schedule you have tasks you have someone saying hey you need to make sure and do this so that was really my first um job where i was having to ahead of time carve out time myself um without someone saying hey, this is the time that you need to be doing this task and it needs to be done and I'm going to check it at the end of the night, you know, things like that. So that was something that I, it taught me such important skills, just self-management um, that I use now because now I work from home and I work from my phone and I, I don't know that I would have been able to do what I did now if I hadn't managed the branch before. At that point in time, I, um, I wasn't even a mom yet, but I did have, um, my little, I had Skylar living with us. I was her guardian. I was between getting her to school. I was a full-time student. I was working full-time. So if it kind of gave me the opportunity to have the, have the necessity of carving out time in order to do my job correctly so that I'm so appreciative for being able to develop and hone those skills because I mean like I said I use them now on the daily so 
Yeah. What other, um, cause I know you, you did so much in those two years. You, like we both grew together, which was beautiful, especially because Regal was just a baby company. I mean, yes, you came into it with clients and like a platform already built and a structure, but I was still in my first year when you came in. So it was still really new for me to have this nationwide company and be managing everyone remotely and figuring out how to hire people remotely and train them remotely and manage them and try to be a good boss and do all the things. So you and I, like, we were together for two years, and it was very much a learning, growing process for both of us. So what would you say, other than, like, your time management skills, what are some other things that you learned by managing other people and, um, you know, handling orders? And I, I've seen, like, because we we're in the WhatsApp group together um, from the retreat, and whenever the girls, the other girls ask for business advice, Hayden just jumps in there with her freaking branch manager expertise and, like, gives out all the advice, and, like, my heart gets warm every time because I'm like, I trained her. Like, she's so, like, I, like, I planted that seed. Like, I'm so proud. Um, so tell me a little bit, like, more about what are some other skills that you learned through being a branch manager that you still use today? So um, I really tried to, with, <laughs> with performers, it's very, very easy, especially if they're independently contracted. It's easy for people to not feel connected to each other, to not feel like this is a job, to not feel like this is something that um, is a responsibility for them because it's so very, um, disconnected. So I, th I think this goes for both, um, customers and clients is people want to feel heard. That's one of the most important things whenever there is an issue with, um, a performer, with an employee, with a customer, um, just hearing them and acknowledging them was one of the very biggest things. Like you're, outcome from that interaction is going to be significantly better if you hear them and not just like acknowledging them like yeah I hear you but like actually actually hearing them be like oh my gosh I would be really frustrated too you're right let's talk about it let's fix it together we're on the same team this is me and you versus the problem not me versus you um and then also that in that same mindset, bringing people together, I found that when I had a group chat that we were all talking about things, or I sent random things that didn't necessarily have to do with jobs being posted or things like that, just like things I thought they would like or things that were encouraging or et cetera, et cetera, and then organizing group events, which a lot of times clients will, um, like corporate clients will, um, donate those. If you're like, hey, we've done some work in the past, like if, would you want to do a trade where we do a free hour meet and greet for our performers to come and be able to have some bonding time and do some team building activities or things like that. I think that I never saw more response to my job postings until after I did that. Um, I don't think I worded that grammatically correctly, but <laughs> Um, but that's one of the biggest things, um, is just being relatable and listening to people and being, not treating people like they're your employees or like they're your clients, treating them like they're people the same way that you would want to be treated. So I think that's definitely some of my very biggest takes. And also skills that I learned that I use 
in my job now. So out of all of the branch managers that ever worked for me, you were the most responsive. You were the most responsible. You were the kindest. You were the most receptive, um, the most stable as far as consistency goes. Um, you not only were able to improve your skills, but you, you never saw me as a threat. You never saw me as your enemy or someone that was trying to control you. You always saw me as your equal and as your friend and as someone that was working with you to make a living together. And I could never, I can't even just, there's no amount of thanks that I could give you to repay you for not only like Hayden, like it, it was so difficult do, doing what I did and, and having as many people work for me and trying to maintain it and trying to build my dream while also trying to make everyone else happy. And so just the fact that you were this bright ray of light that reminded me that people were good and that people were genuine and that you could genuinely find other people that wanted to grow and build with you that didn't want to say that everything was okay and then turn around the, the next day and attack you for something that was completely, you know, out of nowhere. That meant the world to me because if it wouldn't have been for you and a couple of other girls that I worked with in my career as a nationwide company owner, I don't think that I would have lasted and I don't think that I would have made it. I really oh, don't. That's so sweet. Well, I, I mean, it's easier it's easier to get along with people when you look at their heart. Really? Honestly, the same way that I would hope, like if I do something or say something that comes across wrong to people, I would hope that they would talk to me about it. Because when you're talking to everybody else, that is not that person's problem. It doesn't involve them until you go to them to talk to them about it. And it's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's just so much easier to get along with people when you look at their heart and you look at their, their person and their character directly versus again, talking to everyone in the world about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've always told people, oh, I've always told people like, Hey, if I ever do something, I mean, the same thing I told my performers, if I ever do something that bothers you, like, talk to me. Because more than likely, I don't know I'm doing it. And I would love to work together on it. I would love to be able to have the op that opportunity to grow and self-reflect. So if you could give me that opportunity, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Constructive criticism is everything, you know. And I think that's something that you always, we always provided feedback for each other. And it was like, you always told me, like, hey, like, I didn't like, I know you probably didn't mean it this way, but this text came off this way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like, let's talk on the phone. Yeah, no, that's not how I meant it at all. Let's clear this up. And then we would immediately clear it and it would be fine. But it was right. so difficult because we were like remote pretty much the whole time. Like, I think we only saw each other like <laughs> very few moments. <laughs> Actually, I think it was once in person, twice in person. Twice in person, because there was the first time I ever met you before I was manager at that, um, oh my gosh, that outdoor event in July, where I was full travel Anna from Frozen One, like hot, and you were Elsa, my Elsa, and then um, when I, we had that team building, the escape room, mm -hmm. those are the only times I can actually think of. 
<laughs> when I was managing and actually saw each other in person. Yeah. Because you're that's crazy. world traveler hopping all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you were always really receptive to that and really like, you always thought that it was cool that I was always like off and away. You never like oh, looked girl, down I on me for it. <laughs> I was like, let's trade. You come mom these kids. I'm out, man. <laughs> hey, we still have to go to Greece. Like, that's still, I'm not forgetting. By the way, for anybody that's listening, I <laughs> um, Hayden, we did, we used to do like branch manager competitions to see who would like get the most bookings, get the most amount of um, good reviews as like an incentive for everyone to like, you know, like do the best that they can. And Hayden won um, one year. She like did the best. And I, t I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take you to Greece. And then it was like, gosh, I think it was like four or five months after that, the pandemic hit. We're supposed to go May 2020. Yeah, there we go. And the pandemic hit. Um, oh, I was so sad. It was funny because you, you said by the end of the year, and then it was like December 2nd. And you were like, girl, I'm just going to tell you, you <laughs> um, I was like, well, I kind of feel bad, but also, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm honestly, personally, I'm really proud of, which I've, I've always, I mean, same as you loved sales. I've been great at sales. Um, I do sales now, but I think I'm, one of the things I'm most proud of in my um, career as a sales salesperson um, or in uh, working with people is the amount that the branch grew <laughs> while I was while I was there. I was really proud of it, and I wouldn't have even known honestly um, how how much it was growing if you hadn't sent the percentages from the previous years in those emails, the branch manager emails. I would literally be sitting next to Josh and I'm like, listen how much it's grown. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it was incredible because it was amazing watching like you put like the tools that I gave you into action, into practice, like everything that I taught you as far as like selling the characters and everything and putting it into practice and seeing the results pay off. And then you were also taking like your own creative concepts and you were putting them into practice and we were trialing those out. And so like, like we talked about, it was like us coming together and literally like pushing the same rock, you know, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It's what a partnership should be when it comes to a branch manager and an owner. It shouldn't just be like a, you know, do X, Y, Z, and then that's it. And then it, everything falls on the owner. And then, then it's just, everything's the owner's fault. And I like, right. Whenever you won, that was 2019. Um, that was also the year that my branch manager in Utah ended up stealing from me. And, um, that was a really hard couple of months. Um, yes. Yeah. So like literally like two months before the pandemic, that was when my Utah branch manager decided to literally in plain sight for four months, um, steal all of my clients and, um, steal all of my leads from gig salad and book them through her own company that I didn't know that she had, that she had created while she was working for me. And then when I found out she was doing it, because I actually talked to one of my clients, she admitted to it. And I was like, okay, well, I have to let you go now because you're literally stealing the leads that I'm paying for. Um, and she was like, okay. And then she like went off to tell everyone I was horrible. And also I'm like, okay, well now I have to sue you, I think. 
And then I talked to my investor and he was like, yeah, sue her. And then like, that was when I got shingles. And I was like, I was going to sue her for defamation of character. I was going to sue her for breach of contract, for, for um, defaming me, for stealing my clientele. I mean, I had corporate clients emailing me. It was a mess. It was a mess. I remember all that. It was. It was crazy. A mess. You said you used the right word. It was a mess. It was a mess. And it was like six months prior to that, I had met with her in Utah and like bought her a pedicure. And like, I went and saw my storage unit and it was a mess. And I like literally cleaned it up with her and was like, Hey, you can't treat the materials this way. And, um, she was just like, Oh yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, and still to this day, she's, she still, you know, sticks by her word of saying that I'm this awful person. I'm like, whatever you need to tell to make yourself feel better. Whenever I was buying you pedicures and you were just stabbing me in the back the whole time. Um, so anyway, um, so that happened. But then as soon as the pandemic hit, um, that was when the situation in Oregon went down. And it was like two out of my three locations, the people that were managing my locations, as soon as the pandemic hit and, and a little bit prior to that, just decided to stab me in the back that they just decided they did not want to work with me anymore and just dragged me through the mud as much as they possibly could. And both situations came out of nowhere, like blindsided. Like about what we were saying earlier, they, they didn't come to you and talk to you about that before. No. <laughs> Which, I mean, like I was saying, like we were talking about earlier, like when you have a problem with somebody, you go to that person, you don't talk to everyone else because it's that looking to solve it you're looking to perpetuate it which how are we ever going to get to world peace like that <laughs> <laughs> yes queen like that's the same thing for me and I think it's because it I think it blindsided me so much because for me as a person if I have a problem if if someone makes me feel any kind of way I'll immediately tell them I'm, I'll immediately be like, okay, why am I feeling this way? What's caused this emotional response? Is it actually something that they've done? Is it, does it warrant me saying something? I'll analyze the shit out of my emotions before I come to, come to them with it. And then when I do come to them with it, you know, I never make it about them. Like it's their fault. I'm like, Hey, I feel this way. Can we resolve it? Like, is there something that we can do to talk about this? And in both of these situations, I mean, both of these girls worked for me for literally the same amount of time that you worked for me. And I thought I had the same relationship with them as I had with you, or at least I was under the impression that I did. Um, and neither one of them ever came to me about saying anything that they didn't like anything, that they had a problem with anything. It was very much the same sort of relationship where I gave them full reign. It was, in my opinion, it was the same sort of partnership that you and I had. Um, and they both ended tragically, like tragically. And I wish those girls the best. I truly do. I hope that they're successful. I hope that they find peace. I hope that they find healing and I hope that they just do whatever they love and whatever brings them joy, because I would never wish ill on anyone, no matter how they treated me. You know what it makes me think of? <laughs> makes me think of that Queen Herbie song that you, <laughs> that you introduced me to that I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the name of it. But <laughs> yeah. it was somebody um, said something about her, insulted her publicly, and uh, she came back. She's like, I bet you weren't, didn't think you were going to get a response. But honestly, I think you just don't love yourself enough. Like, I love me. You, you probably had some bad stuff going on with you today, and you're lashing out. Just, like, go meditate. Just find some... <laughs> 
find some peace, um, find your joy and then come back and we can be friends personally. Like I like me. So <laughs> that's kind of the, the concept of that song. Not, not said, I didn't say it in the same way, of course, but <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Player with uh, Herbie, you understand why I didn't say it in the same yes. way. <laughs> well, you know, at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people, and I, I think to myself, you know, when I was growing up, my mom always told me like those people were just jealous of you. That's the reason they're mean to you. And I'm like, I don't even like to think like that. I don't even like to think of people as being jealous as me, jealous of me, because that hurts my heart. Because I wouldn't, I would never want them to be jealous of me. Because they can be, they can do anything that they want. They can achieve whatever they want. There's no point in being jealous of another person. You can literally do whatever you want with your life. And my only goal was ever to inspire them and encourage them to do that. I mean, in fact, I did. I inspired and encouraged someone to start their own company um, <laughs> um but uh so like for me it was always about teaching and encouraging and inspiring it's like for me even as when i owned regal i was still coaching it's like i've been coaching this whole time um and and you know not everyone wants a coach not everyone appreciates coaching methods some people they don't want to be coached some people you know they just, they're not coachable, I should say. Some people are just not coachable. Um, they don't accept, you know, feedback. They don't want to grow. They they very much stay in, the, in their own bubble. And um, I think that that's something I'm also learning as a coach, not only, you know, from being a branch or from owning multiple locations and having branch managers, but now having students, you know, it's like, 95% of my students are incredible students and they're great and they do everything that I recommend to them. At least they try it and they see if it works. And for a lot of them, it works. And then they try different things and they get creative with it and like similar relationship to you and I. Um, and then there's that 5%, you know, where it's like they they don't try or they just watch the video and they don't actually put it into action because they have underlying beliefs that they can't do it or they have some sort of reservations or judgment about it how i feel like it is honestly in any any workplace not just sales not just and not just like i mean like i said not just sales but any situation where there are people that are um under you it's or that you're trying to lead or that you're trying to encourage or push which i feel like anyone that's actually like a teacher in a in a school setting could also agree there's always going to be some people that have some stuff that they need to work on themselves um in order for that wall to come down that allows them to receive um I guess the, the encouragement or um, the motivation is the word I'm looking for to grow and to move forward and to retrospect and um, think, what could I do differently in the future? So I wouldn't, I, I mean, like you said, 95% of your students are doing great um, with the material that you've given them, but even like in other situations that I've been in where to lead people, there's always going to be some that it doesn't have to do with the leader. It doesn't have to do with the teacher. It has to do with, they've got some stuff they got to work on before um, they're able to absorb. And while we can try 
as much as possible to knock that wall down and try and help them and pick up a tool and try and like just get at that barrier together ultimately it's not on us it's on them yeah beautifully said beautifully said queen um and when it comes to like so in in the m3 academy i teach you know i teach them not only how to launch a company how to scale how to you know open multiple locations, how to outsource. I taught them how to outsource properly, which is something that I wish that I would have known because I got really lucky with Hayden, but I also had a lot of very bad hiring experiences where I didn't vet people appropriately or accordingly, and I just hired out of desperation, which I really recommend nobody do um, because every single time I hired out of desperation, it was always a horrible choice. Um, so, but lessons learned, you know, and... It was a... <laughs> a desperation situation when I came on, but I was like, all right, I'm doing this. Here we go. <laughs> because um, the person right before me, I think she did one, maybe two events. And then she was like, she called me. She was like, I don't want to do this. I'm done. Do you want it? And I was like, I'm, I'm on. I'm, I'm in. Sure. <laughs> um, and I'm so, so glad that I did. Um, but at the same time, like when you're first learning to like, walk or get a business off the ground like you said like regal was very young and there's always going to be growing pains and with anything that you are doing that's new or different there is always going to be growing pains so i think it was a matter of trying to get the right people in those positions and when there's work that needs to be done it can feel stress it feels like you're trying to battle between the right person and the now person and hopefully they're the same <laughs> yep and i i teach people like how to hire based off of not only like personality traits and work ethic but also on like ethics and values and like morals and who they are as people and how they view situations and how they view confrontation and how they view criticism because i wish that i would have known how big of a role honesty, integrity, and ethics would have played in my hiring situation. Like the reason that you were such a great manager and a great person isn't because you had a good work. I mean, yes, it, you had a great work ethic, but the biggest reason, the, the, the biggest thing that made you, you know, a great member of my team and a great just person to be a friend with and a great partner is your heart and your ethics and your communication and your honesty and your transparency. And that is what made you such a, that's what makes you such a beautiful person and such a strong asset, you know, like, <laughs> yes, you are a gold star. You are a gold star. You like thinking there's going to be an interview and really it's just like a, I'm getting fluffed <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so, but I, those things are so important. And so like I'm teaching because if I could have gone back, I would have expanded slower. I would have expanded slower and I would have taken more time with making sure that I had the right people in the right positions. And I wouldn't have just tried to rush it, but I was so, I was so excited. I was like a little golden retriever. I was so excited and I wanted to get everything done. I wanted to get it done as quickly as possible. And I have so many people in the princess party community, not, I, I, I won't even say so many people. I have some people that choose to see regal characters and say, oh, well, you know, you made this mistake and this mistake and this mistake and this mistake. And I'm like, yes. And I own all of those mistakes. And guess what? I've used all of those mistakes to 
learned how the right way to do it. And now I'm teaching people the right way to do it, which is why how I'm helping people because I fell down, busted my ass and learned everything the freaking hardest possible way you could learn it. And now I know what not to do. So I can teach you exactly what to do because I know what the opposite is. And that is just as powerful, if not more powerful than having done it the right way. It's like, I, and I completely agree when people come to you and they're like, look at all the things you did wrong. And it's like, dude, I know, look at all the chances I've had to grow. Look at all the ways that I've learned. Look at how far I've come. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. Like I would much like I would much rather see an entrepreneur or a business owner or anyone that's failed at a billion different things and has taken a, each failure or taken each um, lesson and helped it to become a better person, helped it to become a stronger individual rather than someone that just did everything perfectly the first time. Because if you did everything perfectly the first time, then your way of doing something might actually not be the best way for the majority of other people. But if you've done something wrong in so many different ways, like, you know, all of the ways in which you're like, you really know that those roads are not the best to go down. But this one, this is, these are some ways that you can improve. These are some ways that you can guide yourself and, and learn better skill sets in order to make better decisions and become a better owner. And you can expand slower and you can, you know, right. make better judgment calls. Whereas like nobody had done what I did whenever I did it. Like I was the first one that ever expanded the way that I did and did everything remotely. Like I was the first one other than characters.io, which ended up franchising, which was a completely different business model than mine. But owning five, I owned five locations at one point. I ended up closing the ones in Hawaii, the two, because I couldn't, I literally couldn't, I was having breakdowns. I couldn't handle five. Um, and my former vice president was actually on this live. I wonder if she still is. She's great. Um, her and I are still great friends. And um, she was my vice president of my Hawaii locations for like, I think six months until we just decided it was just too much to handle um, because the performers were very difficult to manage. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot at, at that time, you know, and I was still a little baby seedling trying to figure out my way in the world, you know, and so people just need to be more gentle on themselves and be more gentle on, you know, people that have come before us and paved the path that was much more difficult. And now, now with this academy, I can teach people, you know, like yeah. how to do things. And, and that, that means so much to me because if I was just putting all this information out there and I wasn't having people come to me and say, oh my gosh, this worked, I'm doing so well, and I wasn't having like over 75 reviews from just coaching for the past year, then I wouldn't be so confident to keep coaching. I wouldn't be so confident to keep pitching my services and being like, here, take my courses. But I see people getting results. I see people improving and scaling and making six figures and doing so well with the guidance that I've given them, which gives me so much confidence to keep moving forward. Because if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't feel confident enough to keep pushing it out there. But Right. It's kind of like Regal was really difficult for me. Whereas like now I've taken all these lessons and I've put it into courses and coaching and now people are learning and they're getting, like, I haven't had one negative coaching review, not one. I went on a retreat with the other women that I met there. I had never met in my life and I only met them because they, you were their coach and because they were like, I love this course. I love her. I've thrived doing this. Um, so yeah, like 
the other people that I've met people that have been on the other side of that coaching and that training. And it's really cool to see um, when I see them succeed. And it's just cool. It's just really cool experience. (laughs) Cool. I I mean, the fact that you and Skylar came on the retreat made my heart like just grow 10 sizes. I'm like, oh, Oh my God. Uh, Time of our freaking life. If anyone, we're gonna have to- hey, for anyone that listens to this, the next retreat, like, make it happen. I don't care how you have to make it happen, but you need to be there because, I mean, trip of, like, the best trip of my entire life. And I, I don't say that lightly. I've been on a lot of trips. <laughs> <laughs> that makes my heart so happy. Don't worry. Retreat 2023, 2024. We'll, we'll go on another one. Oh, we need to. Ooh, we need to hit the ground running. We need to start figuring that out. I know. I know. Everyone keeps asking me. They're like, are we doing another one? I'm like, just, just, just give me a second. I'm like, yeah, we will. Just give me a second. <laughs> hey, I'm we can partner on that. <laughs> I'm down. No, I'm, I'm down because I need help. Like I told, I think I told you the last one. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I need someone to help me plan this. Cause I don't want to do We work together really cohesively in the way that you're like, I have big ideas and I'm like, I love details and organizing. I can help. (laughs) Let me plan it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, so in the Academy, I teach them how to hire branch managers. So what would you, if you could give, like, if you could give an owner insight as to what they should look for when it comes to hiring a branch manager, um, and then also give insight as to what a branch manager can expect the first couple months of becoming a branch manager. What would that be? So when looking for a branch manager, um, obviously you can put out um, ads, you can, you can put it out there that you're hiring, but I would also definitely look within. I would look at your performers that have been consistent and trustworthy and responsible and If you do decide to ask if they want to apply for this job, um, just being as transparent as possible, Um, telling them what to expect in the first few months and be like, you know, I, I'm going to be right alongside you the whole time. I'm going to be holding your hand less and less as you get your footing and as you feel more confident and we can take it as quickly and as slowly as you feel comfortable doing. We are going to it's, it'll be like a three-legged race. Like we're doing this in unison, in sync. And I want to hear from you how you're feeling about it every step of the way. If we need to go slower, if we can go faster. Um, and telling, letting them know like this is a different, um, if they haven't done something like this before, this is different than um, what you've done before. There are going to be growing pains. I mean, I tell the people that I bring on my team now like honestly the when you are making your own schedule or you're self-employed the biggest hurdle at least for me is um making sure to put discipline over motivation and i tell them like there's some days you are going to be motivated to do everything under the sun but like probably 75% of the days you're not going to feel motivated. And that's why discipline is so, so much more important than motivation. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I do not feel motivated the majority of the time. And I try to tell the people I bring onto my team, like, this is 
just something you need to know in advance. And I'm not trying to scare you. And I'm not trying to um, make it sound like it's going to be harder than it is. I'm just telling you the most difficult aspect of it. And as long as you do have that discipline, your job is going to be so much easier. As long as you know going into it that you're going to have to work even if you don't feel like it even if there's not a set schedule and someone telling you you have to be here at this time and do this stuff um and that's what working like arm in arm with other people with your um with the owner or the person above you whoever it is that's when that really comes into play is when you aren't feeling motivated and you know that you need to get this stuff done just leaning on each other um which I, I feel like I, I did with you a lot when I was feeling overwhelmed because I had, I mean, like I said, I was working full time and I had a, a kid and I was also in school full time. And I was like, I don't even get a chance to write my essay until 11 PM. Like, <laughs> it, I think those were the times that I went to you and I was like, I am so overwhelmed and I, I just need some help thinking through it, getting my mindset where it needs to be for me to do what I know that I need to. And it's not that I wasn't going to, or I ever thought I'm not doing this. It was that I needed help being encouraged and being propelled forward, which sometimes we all need a little help. When, when you're run, when your motor's running dry, you got to get out the oars, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, but I think that's something that is very, very important to, um, to communicate when you are looking for someone is just being entirely transparent with what to expect the good and the bad. Um, just so whenever those hard times do hit, um, where they are feeling down on themselves or unmotivated, it's like they, they're not caught off guard, but you can also say, that's what I'm here for. Let's do this. Like I've got you, I'll pick you up. Let's work together. How can we brainstorm? Are you free at this time to um, to call and talk through it? Because a lot of times that I know personally um, helps motivate me. It helps motivate people on my team is if it's like, hey, I noticed that it seems like you're having a hard time right now. Do you want to talk soon? Let's talk about it. Um, when you're looking, when you're looking to add someone and bring someone on, I I know I'm probably being repetitive, but transparency, number one, number one thing, transparency. Before we close up, I want to talk about a little bit. I want to introduce everyone that's listening to the podcast and watching this video about your current business and what it is that's making your soul happy, because I want to encourage promoting that as much as possible. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, I'm actually, I'm a sales rep for um, an international clean health and wellness company. Um, I, it, we do direct sales. We do social sales. Basically, um, we work entirely with links. So for example, if I was like, oh my God, Alexis, I love that top. And she said, thanks girl, Amazon, here's the link, except she'd get paid off of it. Um, so that's kind of what I started doing. And I actually, um, when I first heard about what the products and the business, uh, last October, I was like, that's not real. <laughs> That's a scam. <laughs> um, like full, like full disclosure. I literally was like that. No, I had multiple people reach out and be like, Hey, I think you'd be great at this because I've seen you do sales. 
in the past, like when I've worked with you in different situations, would you want to do this? And I was like, no. So I told probably three or four different people no. And then um, a few months went by and I, it was, people were having really great results with the products, which results that I wanted. I had had two kids and I have never been in a situation that I had to watch what I eat or I didn't feel confident in my own skin. I was never the girl that had, which I'm, I'm very, very thankful for, um, the girl that was self-conscious of her body or um, feeling like I needed to be, look different. Um, so this was a whole new ball part for me. So when I was seeing people having results with um, the products, and then on top of that, um, all the people I knew that had been like, Hey, I'm doing this. If you want to join it too, um, they were also having success financially um, in the business. So I was like, okay. And it was, let's see, five months <laughs> before I was like, I'll try the products. And this is after I had Josh research them, which my my husband's um, a nurse. He's a travel nurse in the ICU, and he his forte is research. Uh, mine is sales. His is research. So he researched um, the business model and the products and everything. And he was like, it actually looks like it's pretty solid. I was like, okay, I'll try the products. Um, and I lost inches and went down four pant sizes in a matter of like a month, uh, which was amazing. I've had joint back pain for as long as I can remember. went away. My hair is the longest and thickest and healthiest it's ever been. My hairstylist has commented on it every time I go in. She's like, I've been, I mean, I've gone to her for eight years and she comments on it. Um, so I mean, I have more energy. It's kind of just all encompassing skin, health, wellness, um, all of that. Yeah. They, they try to, um, keep everything as natural as possible. It's um, just generally a transparent, trustworthy company. After a month of using the products, I felt so good, just physically, outwardly, inwardly, that I was like, well, shit, I've drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> like, I guess I'm in. And then after that, I, uh, after I started I, after I became a sales rep, I saw quite a bit of success financially from that too. Um, that even my job that I worked for eight years, it was like rivaling, if not better than the income I made from that. And I was able to take my family on um, a trip to Florida. I was able to buy the both the boys, the car seats of my dreams, <laughs> which feels like such a mom thing to say. Um, I actually took Skylar to France on the money I made from that. And so it's been truly a blessing, especially since I can do it from home with um, my kids. So if anyone is ever interested in like an extra stream of income, um, hello, recession. If anyone is ever interested in just like clean health and wellness products, hit me up, reach out to me. I'm a completely open book. I'm never gonna send you a hey girl message. I don't do that. <laughs> So I just put the information out there because I feel like I found gold. 
I feel like I found the fountain of youth and I'm like, if I, it's not running out. So why doesn't everybody have some, I just want to share. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's what I do. Sales still in sales. Thriving in sales. Of, uh, I don't even remember how many people are on my team right now. I actually just onboarded someone yesterday. I think I've got 15 people now, but yeah, we're just working together and leaning on each other and doing uh, pretty much all of the skills that I learned running the Regal branch. Yeah. But, well, I'm going to have you load me up. And for anybody that's listening, please, if you, if you, don't currently have a supplement regimen that you're really happy with, which the majority of us do not, um, I highly recommend reaching out to Hayden because not only will she hook you up with some things that she swears by, and I can tell you right now, you can absolutely trust this woman because she is the most trustworthy person I've ever met and the most genuine. Like, if if you're going to buy something from anyone, buy it from Hayden. Like, she's great. (laughs) Um, So reach out to her for supplements, reach out to her for collagen, um, any of your beauty or health wellness needs. She's fantastic. And then not only will she hook you up with the right products, but then if you end up liking the products like she did, then you can always refer your friends and family and you can actually make a commission um, off of your referrals. So it's a nice little side hustle as well. Um, So if you're interested, please reach out to her. And where, where can they find you, Hayden? So if you go to my Instagram, um, which should be linked on here, it's Aid underscore able a b e l h a y d underscore a b e l um i've got my link on there which automatically gets you a discount but also if you have any questions um like i said i'm an open book just shoot me a message i tell me like what you need help with if you're curious if you just want like a brief overview i'm not gonna keep messaging you i'm not gonna keep pestering you um like like i said i i hate when people do that (laughs) um i'm not, I'm not here to make money. I'm here because I like to help people. So, uh, yeah, feel free to reach out for a discount. If you want to know like the best, how to get the best bang for your buck, how to save money. Um, yeah, let me know. Happy to help. Your health should not be considered an expense. It's an investment because that is what is going to get you through to the end of your life, you know? (laughs) Um, so that's kind of something that we have always, not not always, but not actually until recently. <laughs> I don't know why I said always. Um, something that we have decided is a necessity for us because we do notice a big difference when we actually do focus on our health. So um, again, it's an investment. It's not an expense. I love that. Yep. Just like coaching. Just like coaching, everyone. Coaching, health, wellness, mindset. All of it is the most important investment that you'll make into your body, into your mind, into your future, into your business. So thank you, Hayden, for being here. I love you so much. And we, let me know. We'll talk about all the things. We'll talk about our next trip. (laughs) Yes, I'm down. Yeah, we'll we'll connect and we'll talk more about Bippity Retreat 2023. (laughs) And also Greece. And also Greece. (laughs) All the things. Okay, I love you, and I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by visiting me on Instagram at bippity-boppity-bankrolls or visit me on my website at bippity-boppity-bankrolls.com. I love and I adore you and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. Have a magical day.